sticks, long-haired weirdos, short-haired weirdos, vandals, hooligans. The government hug the government love, the government hug the government love, the government Welcome to The Politics Guys, a place for bipartisan, rational, and civil debate on American politics and policy. I'm Trey Orndorff, a political scientist at Oklahoma Christian University. And I'm joined today by Jay Carson, an Ohio area attorney and the defender of freedom. Jay, welcome to hey, the Midweek's Politics Guys. Great to be here. Yeah. This is fun. I'm, I'm glad I get to I gotta get to participate in uh, this project that you and Ken have been working on. Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. You know, when we first even thought about it, we had kind of maybe envisioned more of us getting to be a piece of it. And but, you know, it's hard because you, you get weeks off and you don't want to be on. But it, so, Jay, it's a lot of fun that we the two of us are going to get to take on uh, 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 the Constitution. So in this show, what we do uh all the midweeks, we're always breaking away from the news cycle and we're taking something on. And so what Ken and I have cho- chosen to take on, like, I don't know, any academic would like is like a 132 part uh, <laughs> yeah, ongoing yeah, yeah. series. Uh, I feel a little bit like the Federalist Papers on that front, Jay. It was like, listen, I've got one more thing. <laughs> you know, we're going to just yeah, keep no, going. No, no, no. And, and I, I was going to like, I, I feel bad I haven't moved forward on my Federalist papers project but we'll get there people so yeah oh so you guys were going to do the federalist papers yeah no mike and i started actually yeah oh so uh, okay so where are you guys things at keep, things keep coming up um oh. we're at uh 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 four okay <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh 81 to go i think right so <laughs> uh yeah 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 that's that would be that's we're about. taking them in chunks so i think it's next is going to be like four through six but, oh okay um, Okay. No. Well, you're getting there. You're getting there. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we get to break away. It's so, you know, instead of doing the Federalist Papers, I wasn't actually taking a shot at you. I had forgotten about that, to be real honest. I, uh, um, you know, we, we've been doing it section at a time. So, you know, we started with we started with just understanding the Constitution in general. And so this might be a good time. If you haven't listened to any of the midweek shows, what we always encourage you to do is to go ahead, back up, and actually listen to them. These are sequential. We are building right there. So I'm, I'm built, we build this out. Um, and we've been going through that. And so we, we started by understanding where the Constitution came from, its origins. We talked about that. And then we started going through it, starting with Article 1, because, again, Congress is where uh, the framers end up deciding to begin. They, they see Congress as being the primary source of power, the primary activity of government. And so the Article 1 ends up dealing with Congress. And so what we have moved on to now is we're now in Article 2, which deals with the executive branch. Um, it's not nearly as long as Article 1, but it is still relatively complex. We're going to see as we start getting into Article 3, things change up. And, and, and we've already chatted about that a little bit. Uh, today, we're going to be focusing on my I hope is that we at least get through Article 2, Section 3. Uh, and then if we have time, uh, we may actually just finish out Article 2. So we'll kinda, we're going to play that by ear on time and see how that uh, 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 goes. Um, so, Jay, let me just start by reading. So this is Article 2, Section 3 of the Constitution. And, and I'll remind everybody, uh, if you are interested in, as you're following along with us, one of the, the tools I really love uh, you can head to theconstitutioncenter.org, uh, and theconstitutioncenter.org uh, has an interactive constitution. So you can click on pieces of it. You can read it. This is actually how I teach the constitution. It's got yeah. interpretations and debate. Uh, I mentioned this earlier on, and it's actually in the show notes from the beginning of this series, but I'll bring it up again to say I really highly recommend if you're following along and you're curious about this, uh, to head to the constitutioncenter.org's interactive constitution because it's it's a really really useful tool if you're serious about understanding it. So here is 
Uh, I, I, do you use that? Or, or what do you I, would use, also, Jay? I would also put in a plug uh, for that organization, National Constitution Center. Um, mm-hmm. They put on a lot of great programs um, uh, that are, are uh, webcast uh, and so forth. So, um, yes, um, I'm a I'm a big a big fan. Um, Constitution Center. Um, uh, uh, it's it's yeah, worth worth checking out. So. Yeah, you know, sometimes I'm not always a, as big a fan. I know it sounds weird given my age, but there are a lot of digital things that I don't think work out as well as non-digital things. But this is one where digital makes it so much better. You have all of the, I, I, I would have yeah. killed for this. <laughs> yeah. You know, once upon a time. Um, okay, so Article 2, Section 3. So again, we're talking about the presidency, and it says he, meaning the president, he shall from time to time uh, give to the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their considerations such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. He may on extraordinary occasions convene both houses or either of them, and in case of a disagreement between them with respect to the time of adjournment, he may adjourn them to such time as he may think sh- uh, he th- shall think proper. He shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers. He shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed and shall commission all the officers of the United States. So there's a lot going on in Article 2, Section and, and 3. And, and so I think we might want to start with the beginning of this, which is this whole, okay, he's going to, from time to time, give Congress information uh, uh, on the State of the Union. I always tell uh, uh, students, Jay, that this was one of the first portions of the Constitution that I knew as a kid, and I kind of hated it uh, because what it meant was that television was going to be screwed up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. bit of time. It's hard for us to remember this, but you know what this has meant pragmatically in the contemporary time is well, maybe not anymore, but you know, a, an address that the whole nation is going to be listening to a, a, as it comes or not. Well, yeah, anymore. <laughs> the R not is is the growing uh, 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 portion. That's something we might chat about. But yeah, talk to us a little bit about the State of the Union address. Oh, so I mean, I, you know, first of all, it wasn't always, um, you know, delivered uh, uh, in person. Uh, in fact, for quite a while, it was it was just sort of handwritten and, and sent across the street and uh, you'd get the letter and uh, the president of the Senate or the, the you know, presiding Senate pro tem of the president as, of, the, of the Senate, as it were, uh, would read the communication from the president. And um, uh, that was that. Um, I'm, I'm actually not a big fan of, of what the State of the Union speech itself has evolved into. Right. Yeah, it's a very it, different thing. Yeah, it does. It does strike me as sort of this, uh, you know, imperial trappings and so forth that. Uh, my my small R uh, Republican soul uh, uh, revolts against right um, uh, the idea of of having everyone you know stand and applaud the you know it, it's uh, um, it's uh, uh, again I'll, I'll use the word I used um, uh, the other day it's maybe a little unseemly for a democracy right yeah um, again and, and in my conservative Burkean small R Republican world there's this sort of thing of um, it's best not to get enthused, overly enthused over any one uh, leader. Um, uh, and I think that's the way the framers wanted it as well. Uh, and I, I don't think they would have envisioned um, this requirement of, of uh, from time to time, giving Congress uh, information on the State of the Union uh, as the, you know, sort of the media circus and the, the uh, 
you know, attempt at you know, executive overreach uh, that, that it's become. Um, so that said, uh, I, I think it is wise that uh, the framers put that in there, that the, that the president ought to keep the uh, Congress updated from time to time. So Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, like you said, that, that's, you know, for a while. As a matter of fact, you know, it's, uh, it's Jefferson who ends up going, you know, wait a second, we need to pull back from this. We need to have yeah. a written communication uh, so that we're not – aggrandizing the presidency exactly, in yeah. a way that's anti-Republican. Uh, but yeah, no, that view eventually dies. And, and then by the time you get to uh, really Theodore Roosevelt is going to be the uh, the beginning of kind of changing that view of where the president is going to have uh, – exposure in a way that we wouldn't have thought uh, before then. And, and then it really gets solidified with what were called the fireside chats uh, yeah. of FDR, which was like, well, you know, look, if, if we can, if we can get all of this kind of uh, publicity, if I can kind of set out my view of what we're going to be doing um, in, in the state of the unions, why not do that more frequently? You know, uh, why uh, wait for that? Um, you know, today we don't even think about it as being unusual, but it, it's not until you get to President Taft where you even have presidents sending legislative proposals onto Congress as a part of this yeah. package of what you're doing with the State of the Union. So, you know, today the State of the Union, it's, you know, here in Section 3, it's like from time to time you're going to give information. And, and today it's become more than just information, uh, but really a, a, a broad set of considerations for here's what we ought to be doing. Right. Well, those are those are the measures that uh, he may judge necessary and expedient. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, um, it's not wrong, but well, I think the actual address is really is really expedient. Yeah. <laughs> well, any more? I mean, uh, now, do you know? I don't know. This is just a little bit of trivia. Do you know who has had the absolute longest uh, 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 speeches? I think it would be Bill Clinton. It, well, yes, yes. Clinton had yeah. the longest day by, you know, a country mile, as we might say, uh, uh, far and away the, uh, 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 the longest uh, to take those on. Um, so you know, then we get these little bits of, you know, I think for modern readers, maybe unusual phrases, you know, so we, we get here to the middle of section three where it says, he may on extraordinary occasions convene both houses or either of them. And in case of disagreement between them uh, with respect to the time of adjournment, he may adjourn them to such time as he thinks shall, uh, 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 he think as he shall think proper. Oh my goodness. I got to, I got to get into my right reading voice for some of this. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm, I'm scrambling for a, an historical occasion when that happened. I would think, uh, did FDR call a uh, joint session of Congress uh, when uh, Pearl Harbor was bombed? Yes, I believe that I is believe the most recent time. I believe that's time. one that jumps to mind, but I'm trying to think of other times or other extraordinary occasions when the president has convened uh, both houses of Congress. And and you may know better than me, than me but, but again, Pearl Harbor is, is the only one that uh, comes to mind right off the top of bat. No, I, I believe that is in fact, I think that's the last time. Yeah. I would have to, I mean, again, I don't have that all right in front of me, but I do believe. Yeah. And I, I don't believe there's ever been the adjournment of them the time to time to, if they couldn't agree what time to adjourn. 
Um, yeah. But apparently, apparently the, the framers thought that could be a problem. So. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's another thing to keep keep in mind here, right? I mean, today we were talking about the uh, Ken and I were talking about this two weeks ago, right? It's it's not really the adjournment that's the big issue, but it's the how can we keep it going longer that has become yeah. the more you know pressing might be the correct or, or, or you know the, the more questioned uh, uh, issue when it comes to uh, uh, presidential power. Presidents don't generally want Congress to be adjourned unless uh, they want to put through uh, 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 recess appointments, which is what we were taking yeah, on. Yeah. Um, so we have that. And then, it, you know, as we move forward, then it, it, you know, we have the semicolon, but we get some really different items that, that uh, mean a big deal. We get he shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers. Uh, and then that's I, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, again, that that goes to, again, the 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 sense that the president is the uh, uh, in charge of foreign policy. Uh, and there was a there was a debate um, back in the day this was during the, the Washington administration where uh, between uh, Madison, um, who had sort of argued that, well, this this receiving uh, ambassadors is sort of purely ministerial and it's not. Uh, by receiving an ambassador, the president is not conferring recognition uh, on on a country's government. Uh, but Hamilton um, argued uh, the other way, that uh, it's essentially the uh, he expressed uh, uh, well in the federal seat really said that the power includes the judging uh, in the case of the revolution of government in a foreign country, uh, whether the new rulers are competent organs of the national will. Again, whether this is a legit government or not. Um, uh, so, so, I mean, that's, that's the, uh, um, a big sense of the, the president being our, our, you know, essentially sole, if not, uh, uh, may, maybe a little with assistance from Congress, foreign policy actor, um, and that foreign policy is vested, uh, in the executive. Well, this brings us to the end of our ad-supported preview. And if you'd like to hear the rest of this Midweek's Politics Guys episode, well, you're going to need to become a supporter. And, well, the only way the Politics Guys works is with supporters. So to get this show and so much more, it is all you have to do is head to patreon.com slash politics guys. Again, that's patreon.com slash politics guys. You're going to see different levels of support, all kinds of things you're going to get. One of the items that you can get is access to the midweek show. Now, we've got other things that I'm really excited about, and that includes things such as uh, doing live shows with Mike and Jay. So if you want to hear more from Jay, you can be part of their $10 uh, Patreon or maybe you want to be part of our Discord group where I and others of the hosts end up getting when chatting with you personally. But there's all different kinds of options, and one of them is ad-free shows plus the full midweek show. And this week, of course, it's myself and Jay going through the Constitution. So I'd love for you to be a part of that. And if you haven't been a part of it, you'll be able to go back all the way, hear all of the episodes dealing with the Constitution and all of the other midweek supporter-only shows that we've had. So here's what I'm going to tell you to do right now so you can hear the rest of this show. Head to patreon.com slash politics, guys, and pick your level of support. 
and then go ahead and download this and so many other episodes. There's other ways to support us as well. You can head to Venmo, where we're at Politics Guys. You can also hit the show up through PayPal. All of those are in the show link. So scroll on down there, swipe on down, and take a look at the different ways you can support the show, including patreon.com slash politicsguys. All of it is also at politicsguys.com slash support. If you've liked this preview, uh, but are just not in a position to support this financially, hey, I get that. All you got to do is reach out to Mike at politicsguys.com, tell him what's going on, and we'll happily hook you up. Now, whether you're a supporter or not, we really would appreciate it if you could review our podcast. Do that right now in the podcast app of your choice. It's totally free, helps us a bunch, and I appreciate it. If you've got any kind of questions, you can send us them to mail at politicsguys.com. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. All you got to do is scroll on down the, you know where it is, the show notes. I'd like a special thanks for the executive producers of the Politics Guys. That is Bruce Johnson, Wilmer Marino, on Masker, Daniel Toe, Ryan Beasley, and Don, Don Oglesby, and Ivan English. We'll be back with a new full episode this weekend where I hope you'll join us.